Hey everyone, welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's topic is Akatar chapters 19 through 21. I love how you started saying Akatar. You've transitioned. I'm trying to, you know, be one of the be one of the girls or gals. Um <laughs> what is uh is there like a fan name for people who like Akatar? That's a really good question. We should look it up. I have no idea, but there should be fandom out and create that name ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whatever they're called, that's what I'm trying to be. In fact, I'm a part of now. You're a part of the community. Yeah. We're happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> well, today I, I'm i the one feeling hungover today. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, Izzy and I went to um, the Luke Combs concert. It was amazing. I just want to say, ever since I vocalized my rule... About not going out on Saturdays. I have gone out every single Saturday since. <laughs> and I will be going out next and Saturday. And you're going out next Saturday. <laughs> so it's really more of an aspiration that I'm trying to achieve. Not, yeah. not the lifestyle that I, no, that I live. Apparently. We, can, we, can only, we can only deal with the card or the play with the cards we're dealt. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> really Words are going to be real hard today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went to the Luke Combs concert. Um, it was phenomenal. Simply mind-blowing. His voice is pure power. Yeah, like you go, you know, I go to a lot of concerts and a lot of them have really big production like yeah. like a lot of, you know, art on the screens and it's just like lots of lights, flashing lights and everything. Right. But I feel like Luke is just a guy with an amazing voice, a great, great at writing lyrics that just pull at your heartstrings. Uh, and like, that's all he was there to do. And that's all we needed him more. Like he doesn't even, you know, he doesn't even dance. He doesn't even no he doesn't background dancers. He doesn't. He's really just a man. He doesn't with need a guitar, it. With a, with a voice. Of an angel. <laughs> of an angel. And it was so good. I had chills. It was so good. His voice, I I mean, this is now the 10th time we're saying it, but unbelievable. It's just. It sounds better than the recording. I even, like, I posted on my Instagram story um, a video of him singing Fast Car, which was amazing. And I'm <laughs> listening to the video, and it's like, you know, they always sound the videos you take always kind of sound just like loud, like kind yeah. of just noise. You can, yeah. you can hear the words, but it doesn't sound amazing. And the video sounds amazing. Like it sounds yeah. like you're listening to it on Spotify. Yeah. And it's crazy that him live being recorded on my iPhone can sound good enough to like still give me chills. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so good. Yeah. So good. Um. Also speaking of concerts, uh, Izzy and I are both going to see Taylor Swift eventually mm-hmm. separately unfortunately um but I will be going to the Nashville show it's Sunday May 7th I think um when's yours June 30th oh you've got a long way to go I know I I am concerned I am concerned for myself because you know she's performing three and a half hours every night 
for months and I'm I'm nervous about burnout. I mean, I have full faith in Taylor, of course, but I do wish I was going a little bit earlier on. Yeah, I will say, though, because I, I was nervous about the same and I'm going right. in May and I but I will say I was looking at her schedule and she gets like it's not like she's traveling every two days and yeah. she's show every other night it's like she does two to three shows in a row and then she's got like four days off yeah that's true she'll be all right she'll she'll be all right I just also have it's gonna be it's gonna be a really challenging month the month that you've seen Taylor and I haven't <laughs> it's really like two months you said because, you're going at the end of June yeah and I'm going to you're gonna be May. talking about it from and I'm just still you know in the dark haven't gone yet I'll try to take notes so that we can talk once you've seen it once you've seen because also Izzy and I are taking very different approaches and how we prepare for the Taylor Swift concert I'm trying to go in as blind as possible yeah Izzy's trying to stay away from spoilers which I've already seen the entire concert via TikTok multiple (laughs) times I um so I've seen the outfits I have a general idea of some songs being played I don't know the full set list I haven't been keeping up with her surprise songs which I, I tell you the surprise song. Well, sometimes. you just said you're heartbroken about Tim McGraw, which I was like, that's going to be the one that you that really gets you down. I mean, seeing Tim McGraw. It, I just, I honestly genuinely just love that song. Like I still get teary eyed when I listen to it. <laughs> it was and, just funny because you came in, you're like, I almost cried because Taylor Swift performed Tim McGraw last night. Well, the reason I brought this up is because I almost cried this morning because she played clean but um she also played this is the surprise song but like i'm yeah. it's fine i'm telling you i <laughs> she also played death by a thousand cuts oh i do like that one yes but in it she said she's not repeating a song for the surprise songs unless she messes it up or wants to sing it better mm-hmm. and she messes it up when she performed she literally got like tongue tied or something during the bridge and she like stopped and started laughing and she literally said oh no now I'm gonna have to sing this song again on another stop on the tour or something like that so, so she is gonna redo that one okay well I'm still holding out for Sparks Fly dude same how is that not in the set list I know I it doesn't get enough credit it's such a good it song so she, her whole good. speak now album she's really not doing justice and i don't really know why or yeah. understand yeah but i need a song from speak now to be my surprise song i i think i mean i have theories because i'm just only a <coughs> oh, bless you Thank you <laughs> i have theories why but you just want to be in the dark so we'll talk about them later i guess speaking of surprise songs last night at luke combs he also said he was going to do a surprise song. There was like a little a little QR code that you could scan and then vote. And I voted for his cover of Dive by Ed Sheeran, but then Ugh. he didn't he didn't play it. He didn't play it. It didn't that win. So good. I take responsibility cuz I didn't vote. It happened so quick. I wasn't paying attention. The QR code. Yeah. But I wish I did because I would have voted for Dive too and then my vote definitely would have just pushed it over the right. edge. Right. It definitely it definitely was that close (laughs) (laughs) but i love that song his cover of ed sheeran and have you seen the video of when he sings it with ed sheeran i watched it this morning (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah it's so good so good 
Um, <laughs> if you want a little taste of what we heard at the concert, Sadie and I were playing around opening up the episode by singing his closing song, <laughs> which really, really pushed the night over the edge of being like amazing to mind blowing because I thought he was done. I thought the concert was over. And then he just like lights up the stadium with the song Brand New Man, which is just like the intro is just fire. And um, we were going to intro the episode that way. Really, we listened to it. Really couldn't do that. But we might, we might include it at the end. I didn't know we were going to tell them before. Well, I mean, are we just going to include it without prefacing that? Yeah, what was that's going true. On? They need to know that it was the last song and it was impactful. And like after, after the concert, we were like, you know, pretty drunk, just like going to a bar to just, you know, decompress the the evening. And our, all we could do was just sing that song back and forth. Our, to each our other. boyfriends are like trying to recap the concert talk. Like, what was your favorite part? And Izzy and I just every two seconds, I saw the light. <laughs> I couldn't. It just really hit. It really just, hit. It really, really hit. So, you know, something to look forward to. <laughs> You know, For he those still of you who has aren't seeing Luke Combs in concert. Yeah, he still has a lot of tour dates, so this is your sign to go True. get tickets. Well, by the time this is released, will he be on tour? He'll still be on tour, but limited not, availability. Li- I mean, all his shows are already sold out. That's how big That's this tour true. is. That was okay. We're we'll let this go eventually, but just one last thing. This was a football stadium. That was more packed than any other football game I've ever been to. And it was absolutely insane that, you know, this isn't a band. This isn't like a really huge production show. This is one man with a great voice that over 50,000 people were Mm -hmm. all there to see. Like, it was so packed. There was no open seats. Like, the even when he went on like StubHub, the resale was so minimal, only nosebleeds. Like it was absolutely insane that that many people were there to see like one person sing. And he has that for a whole freaking summer. Like I know. every show is sold out, <laughs> and insane. like his openers were so good. Yeah, um, Heartland Calvary, who I hadn't even heard of, I really liked. Yeah, Riley Green was really great. Yeah, of Riley course. Green. <laughs> um laney wilson didn't know she was going to be there but she was good too (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder if she's going to barefoot i know riley green is going to the barefoot country music fest which i'm going to in june and now i just can't wait because another look at that man Mm. will be (laughs) wonderful experience (laughs) and his voice Woo, that's a good voice God. Well, should we get into our chapters? Because man, oh man, speaking of steamy <laughs> and hot moments, mm-hmm. I'm ready. These are three really great chapters. I know I say that every time, but things are really ramping up. <laughs> yeah, like say every time that, oh, it's getting good. Oh, it's getting good. Or, oh, this is so exciting. But it's, are we wrong? I think I verbatim say things are really ramping up every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to go back and check, but I think I do. Um, 
But let's um let's dive in with uh chapter nineteen. We have three chapters again for this episode. I think that's the standard going forward. Um, and chapter nineteen, kind of a long chapter, but I mean, all the chapters this episode are just packed full of of good content. Yeah, Sadie. Before we before we jump in, what was your overall reaction to these chapters? Overall thoughts. Ugh, it's hard because I just want to like go right into the details. Yeah. But overall, I'm excited for the new character. It was really exciting to see some of my predictions come to fluorescent fluorescent. I gotta stop trying to say big words. I don't know them. I don't know what you're trying to say, but Fluorescent, right? Fru- fruition. Fruition. Yeah. Fruition. Fruition. Yes. Fruition. All right. Let's move on. Um, to fluorescence. <laughs> How embarrassing. I swear I'm educated. Um anyway, so um a lot of my predictions becoming true. Mm-hmm. Also, some of my theories I've now tweaked. So I'm excited to share that. Um, I'm yeah, I'm super excited about the new character. I'm super excited about uh, the intimate moments between Tammy and Feyre. And I was a little uncomfortable with some of them, but we'll get into that. Super fair. <laughs> Super fair. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to that. That won't... Whew, we got to start with chapter 19, but let's do it. I always just want to jump. Right. Because third. the third chapter is always the juiciest. Yeah. Somehow, like the, or the last chapter is always the juiciest, but we She have says to, somehow, as if she didn't as do if, the mapping out of the as chapter. As if I didn't meticulously plan <laughs> every... <laughs> just somehow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chapter 19. Like I said, long chapter... And this chapter is kind of hard to summarize because it's a lot of internal dialogue from Feyre and her thought process is kind of just jumping around. Yeah. Like she's happy, then she just becomes angry without anything actually happening. Yeah. And then she's fine again. So she's just experiencing a lot of emotions. For sure. For sure. I mean, I thought we had kind of, I thought she had kind of processed, but she's still processing. <laughs> okay. So we left off chapter 18 with Feyre, Feyre and the gang heading back from a fun day in the spring court. <laughs> <laughs> and we open up this chapter. It's the next morning and her paint has arrived. That's exciting. So Tamlin leads her to the painting gallery that he told her about in the last chapters. Oh, sorry, not painting gallery, the art gallery that he told her about in the last chapters. And she's like, this is just the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. Um, just like show her around the art studio that he has. So again, she's like, why, why do anything this kind? And he just tells her it's been too long since anyone appreciated these kinds of things. So they go into the gallery and Feyre's mind blown by all of the artwork. Kind of like us at Luke Combs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm yeah, sorry. this is, this is the moment that I predicted where I said, is he going to bring her to like a painting room? Obviously yeah. this isn't where she's paints. Well, she does a little but um, where I said, just like Beauty and the Beast takes Belle to a library. You did say that. Yes. And I was internally like, oh God. Yeah. Okay. Next chapter. <laughs> Great. I think I Sadie. said that like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. You were like, is, she, is he going to give her her version of a library? Yeah. This is her version of a library. Literally. Mm-hmm. 
So she's mind blown. And Tamlin's watching her while she's taking everything in. And he says he didn't know that humans were capable of appreciating this, basically. Um, and yeah, she's overwhelmed to the point of just like, she's crying. So that's how much she appreciates this kind of art. And she's just like, thank you. Like, she can't really think of what else to say. Like, thank you doesn't cover it. She appreciates this so much, but she's just like, wow. So she stays there for hours, and then Alice shows her to her new studio, and she begins to paint. And this just actually feels like such a big moment for our Feyre, because (laughs) she's getting to do the thing that she loves. Like, this was her dream. Yeah. And this is the first time she's had the time to do it. She has the supplies. She doesn't have any responsibilities. So... This is nice. Like, Sounds this is like a wonderful life. Yeah. I was actually thinking when I was reading this, this feels like one of those moments in one of those chapters when you're like, oh, why can't this just be the book? Yeah. She's learning to paint. <laughs> like her and Tamlin are hitting things off. Yeah. Just everything. Everything's happy. Yeah. And um, like the first half of this chapter, she's basically kind of just summarizing. Like a few weeks go by. And she's kind of telling us what she's doing to fill her time. And she's just painting and exploring the spring lands and getting to know Tamlin better. That's mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Which sounds nice. She paints. She go, she'll go for a ride with Tamlin. You know, they chat. She's comfortable with him now. Um, and the only, the only tension going on during these weeks is when Tamlin's called away for some threat on the border. And painting, she said, doesn't distract her because she's waiting for him to return. So... That's the only... Like a good little housewife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking there was a part where she says that um, they're like perfectly content talking for hours or Mm -hmm. spending those hours comfortably in silence. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're in love. (laughs) They've come so far. Yeah. They've come so far. Yeah. They're talking, but then they also can just be together and want to be together even if there's nothing to say. Yeah. So... I do want to see, I'm excited for when this becomes a show or a movie, um, to see if they, I mean, they probably will just make her like an unbelievable painter right out of the gate, but because I am curious on how good she actually is at painting being like, since she hasn't been able to practice it much and she says they're not very good, but is that not very good from a good painter's point of view or is she really like bad so this is actually such a good point and because in my mind she's a bad painter like, me too in my mind, me too when, she never had the time to paint the only the most she was painting was little moons and stars and flames on a dresser like now she's painting like real things but she doesn't have a teacher yeah she doesn't know what she's doing i guess she could have like taken art lessons before they like before the, her family lost their money but, they, but she, she would have like said that she would have said that right? too. she was 11 or something she was young so there's no way she's good. Yeah, like I picture like kind of children's art. Yeah, like, like pretty I'm, bad. I'm picturing. We'll get this later, but oh wait, maybe we don't get to this in this chapter. I forget, so I won't say it. But um, I picture children's art. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Which is funny. But you know, in the show, she's gonna be amazing immediately. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think it'd be funny if she's like, you know, it shows a montage of her painting, and it's just like cartoons. <laughs> it's like it's like when little kids draw horses and they're just like a bunch of ovals (laughs) that's what i picture so i think that's funny okay 
Okay, so weeks go by um, of this routine, and she's overall feeling good. She's sometimes having nightmares. You know, there's been a few scary thing that's, things that's happened in the last few days, but overall, she's really not even afraid anymore, primarily due to Tamlin, who she's now extremely comfortable with. But then, of course, she starts overthinking and gets herself in a bad mood. Again, nothing really triggers this but she's basically like after you know a few weeks of feeling great she kind of starts to circle back um and and starts to stew on the fact that painting has been a distraction to the fact that she's now been here for a long time yeah and her family still has no idea where she is and they're probably forgetting her already um and she blames tamlin which i i but like not for her being there but she's like he was just trying to distract me yes. <laughs> like yeah all right yeah yeah yeah. um you asked for the paint <laughs> right right she says he's offered me paints and the space and time to practice he's shown me pools of starlight he's saved my life like some kind of feral knight in a legend and i gulped it down like fairy wine i was no better than those zealot children of the blessed it's it's whatever the drama okay. it's like lists all these amazing things he's done but yeah she's blaming him um i'm blaming him one for the fact that you know she's forgotten about you know her family's forgetting her but also two there is a serious problem going on the blight yeah and all this painting has distracted her from like asking questions and getting information True. Um, so she's mad at herself she's like like the stupid human i am i haven't been asking any questions <laughs> She's mad at herself. She's mad at Tamlin. She goes to dinner, but, like, clearly something's up. She leaves. She storms out to the gardens after dinner for a walk. She finds a rose garden, stops to look at it, and then hears Tamlin's voice behind her, of course. And he tells her that his father planted this garden for his mother as a mating present. And then this is when Feyre is just, you know, she's stewing in her mind. She's, like, super pissed at herself and Tamlin right now. She's mad that he's let her let him erase her. She rips off a rose from the bush and cuts herself. Um, at this point, he's picking up that she's upset about something. He's picking up. <laughs> and, and she admits that she feels ashamed for leaving her family. And she feels selfish now for living this life free of worry. Basically for living her dream. She's also hurt that her family never even tried to stop her from being taken. It's been subconsciously bothering her. And she wis- wishes she could stop caring about it. Tamlin's kind of silent. And she's like, okay, I know you have real problems going on, so this probably seems dumb. And he tells her that anything that grieves her couldn't be dumb. And he takes her hands and kisses the cut that she got when she ripped the rose off the bush. And then he kisses her other hand. And she's weak. Weak <laughs> in the knees at this. And then... This also heals her. So very intimate, very intimate moment. Yes, but okay, I feel like this is a theme a little bit where she just throws in something that makes me like cringe a little in these like intense moments. Like how so? Like she, she mentions here? that the her blood on his lips. Oh. I'm like making him like an animal. Like yeah. that's not sexy to me. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That but, 
I yeah. I think I purposely didn't include that in my recap because that also makes me. <laughs> yes, yes, and later when she we're meeting, we're talking to the new character, and in the final scene with Tamlin, she uses the word "per." <laughs> I did make note of that. Actually. I hate, I wrote that in all caps. I hate that. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, this was a really intimate moment. No, like, it was beautiful. Like, well, just in the fact that he took her hands, he kissed her hands, and he, you know, he tells her that she shouldn't feel bad about what brings her joy. Then he puts a rose in her hair. Feyre again asks him, like, why are you being so nice to me? And he tells her that, like, the human joy fascinates her, like, how she experiences all her emotions so strongly. Mm-hmm. He's entranced to it. And drawn to it, even though he shouldn't be and tries not to be. And then he comes closer and kisses her cheek and says, One day there will be answers for everything, but not until the time is right, until it's safe. And he leaves her out there, wishing he was, wish, her wishing that he was still standing next to her. I thought they were going to kiss in this moment. So I was going to ask you, did you think something was going to happen here? Yes, Finally? I, I thought. Page, that- like 180, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought they were going to kiss. I I literally wrote, I thought they were going to kiss. The sexual tension is palpable. Palpable. Sarah J. Mass really is the queen of sexual tension buildup. Yeah. She drags it out. Yes. Okay. I like it. So the next day, Feyre's a little mortified because this was the first time they can't really deny something's happening here. Like, that was intimate. Like, yeah. Like, he kissed her hands. He kissed her cheek. They were alone in the garden. She's She knows she's feeling something. Yeah. So she wants to go hunting and clear her head. She goes out to the forest, and she can tell she's being followed. And she knows it's Tamlin. So she sets a trap and waits in a tree until she hears him yell. And then she, this entire interaction I found very uncomfortable. Yeah. So she hears him yell. She comes down. He's dangling there upside down but smiling at her. And she's like, that's what you get for stalking me, (laughs) which makes him laugh. And then, okay, this, yeah, this is the scene that makes my whole body cringe. (laughs) She walks forward and runs her hand through his hair. And this is when it says he purred. And I just, the the visual of him dangling there, she's walking over and like stroking his hair. And then the, the, the word purred. Like, what do they mean purr? I don't know. I, they use a lot of, like, animalistic words to describe him. Like, yeah. he prowled away. He growled, which I think is just to get at the sense of, like, I don't, I don't. And he's, like, half beast, but, like, I don't, I don't find that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, like, I don't want him to be an animal. Well, I think it just feels good when someone plays with your hair. I understand that, but what do you mean, purr? No, it's a good question. Like, is he do? I can't do the little noise. Can you, can you like, roll your R's or whatever? No, I can't roll my R's. Well, I'm imagining that, like, a little, hmm, but, like, with your roll, <laughs> rolling I'm just your imagining, R's. You know what? For example, I got a scalp massage on Friday. <laughs> How lovely. Yeah, I went to get a massage, and I had a free add-on, and one of the options was a scalp massage, so I, I chose that because... That sounds delightful. It, it Yeah. And, um, you know, just the sense of the the feeling of someone like just combing their fingers through your hair, 
just feels really nice. I, I and it's understand. Like, I didn't purr, That's but internally, <laughs> I was like, mm, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am not. I am not shaming him for enjoying his hair being played with. I am just curious on what his purr sounded like. <laughs> and that's a valid question. <laughs> that is a valid, valid question. Okay, carry okay. on. We can move on. Um, so Tamlin frees himself in a single, you know, swipe of his claw thing. And is like, feeling better today? She's like, eh. And he tells her just in case she wasn't, he got her something. And it's a list of poems. She can tell their poems, but she can't read them, of course. And it just it makes me laugh that every time she's presented with something like a, like she sees a book or like something like to read, it just says, "I started sweating." Like, yeah. just, I don't know why that's funny, but just the fact that um, she just panics. She just panics, poor Feyre. So he gives her this list. She she's trying to read the words, but he comes up behind her and starts reading it to her. So she's standing there. He's right behind her, like, looking over her shoulder and reading it. So his voice is right in her ear, like, breathing on her neck. I don't know why I just felt like I had to clarify that because proximity here. Yeah. Yeah. And when someone's reading you a poem or just saying, like, anything slightly romantic into your ear and you can feel their breath, like, oof. Yeah. A man doesn't just come up. I mean, that's in- incredibly intentional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the first poem is, There once was a lady most beautiful, spirited if a little unusual. <laughs> Her friends were few, but how the men did cue, but to all she gave a refusal. And Feyre's like, okay. But he keeps reading the poems, and she realizes he wrote a bunch of poems that use the words from her list that she didn't know. Which is really cute. Which is cute. And the poems are funny. They're like funny little limericks. And he reads the last one to her. And they're like these flirty kind of like inappropriate limericks. Um, Also not really sure why we didn't get all the poems. Right. Like Sarah just couldn't think of them. (laughs) (laughs) And Farrah says she tips her head back and howls with laughter. Like sunshine shattering age-hardened ice. Which is nice. He's really thawing her out. (laughs) Way to stay on theme there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they walk back and she asks about what he said the previous night about his parents being mates slash mating ceremony as opposed to, you know, husband-wife having a wedding. And we learn that marriage is still a thing for high phase. That's probably the most common thing. But Tamlin says if they're blessed, then they find their mate, which is their equal, their match in every way. And that is a bond so deep that the term marriage doesn't really capture it. Sadie, yes. what, um, what questions do you still have about, about mates? Slash, what do you, was this clear or was this unclear? Oh, no. It, it sounds like... So it's interesting that they still have marriage. Yeah. Um, my only thing is is that if you're in a marriage, is that kind of sad? Like as a as a woman or or the man, like if you're in a relationship and you're not mated, do you feel a little insecure in that relationship? Like it's 
A super valid question. I relate this to Twilight and the imprinting. Mm, because yeah. it's like, I mean, honestly, it's almost the same. It's rare that it, that it happens. Mm-hmm. But if it does happen, it, it overshadows everything else. So, like, you could be married to someone and they could find their mate someday. Yeah. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. And But it does sound like the mating is, like, what I was talking about with Avatar. Yes. Where they, like, link their little tail thingies and with Awa, their god, and then they're, like, partners for life. Yes. Except with mating... You don't choose it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it is more like the Twilight thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. So Feyre then asks what happened to his parents. And we learn that his father, not a good guy. Worse, apparently, than Lucian's dad, who, as a reminder, killed his girlfriend in front of him because she was poor. So that's, that's our benchmark. And we know he's worse than that person. So bad. Yeah. Bad guy. He also had two older brothers. Also bad. Bad news. His whole family kept human slaves. He doesn't get into the details, but he says the way they treated their slaves scarred him, which explains why he offered Feyre mercy, like residual guilt. And uh, this is like, this whole scene just further shows how they obviously grew up completely different lifestyles, but him and Feyre are so alike. Like yeah. earlier I was saying in like a couple episodes ago, like I was talking about how I don't actually, I think it was the first one. I don't understand how Feyre's values and the way she lives is so different from the rest of her family. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Tamlin is the same way. It's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. And then he talks about how, and if I'm skipping over stuff, we can go back, but he talks about how, like, if I understand correctly, when his family was killed, which I think I'm jumping to that, but when his family was killed, um, he took over the court mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of the um, people in the court left because they didn't want to, like, work with this beast because he was, like, a trained warrior. I'm looking at you for confirmation oh, that, I'm, that I'm correct. <laughs> no. Um it seemed like they left because he was like a beast. And I was like, oh my, like, Feyre can relate as her sisters just saw her as an animal. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Just really fire points coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> I have like so many, so many things to follow up and say. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. I was jumping around a little. So, well, just to your last, what you last said. Yes. So he was not. He was he he went to train in his father's army with no intention of becoming high lord. So like yeah. he then becomes high lord very suddenly and it's not what the people wanted. Right. Um so so you're right, some people did leave and that does kind of equate him and Farah in certain ways. You know, they're both yeah. thrust in, into these positions they didn't want and then they do them and then people don't even appreciate them. Yeah. Um a follow-up question for you. So he kind of explains this as his explanation to why he gave Feyre mercy and yeah. gave her this option. So when we read that first chapter and we were like, 
why is he doing this? Is it oh, whatever? Like the, all those I thought theories maybe she was discussed. a chosen one. Do you think this is like, do you still have some of those same thoughts or is this kind of like the, the answer to those questions that you had? Oh, well, the fact that you're asking me this makes me feel like there's more to the story. But uh, yeah, I took it as this is the answer. This is the answer. Oh god, she's smiling. Well, I, <laughs> I no, need to this phrase is... my questions better. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, no, that makes me more excited, interested. Freaking liar! So much for them not being able to lie. <laughs> no, I took it as oh, that makes sense. Like he, yeah, he was killed. traumatized, but then it it led me to be like. Oh wow, him and Feyre are a lot alike, and like they turned up having completely different values than their families. Right. So, to get into the the backstory a little bit more, we learned Tamlin's mother was better, but she loved his father too much to ever act against him. Tamlin was training in his father's army. He was discovering he's really good at fighting, but he felt his power starting to grow, which is something that you can't really hide. And this would have made him an enemy to his brothers and maybe even his father, but but the entire family was killed by a high lord of an enemy court, so he didn't have to deal with the messiness himself of fighting with his brothers. Yeah. For being the next heir, basically. Yeah. He just became the high lord. Pharaoh is, again, like, dang, brutal. Like, families killing each other for power and control. You know, his entire family was wiped out. So that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Feyre tells him she's sorry for the loss of his mother, which is the only one he mourns for, and that he's doing a good job keeping these lands protected for his people. But she notices the light kind of leave, leave his eyes during this conversation. Yeah, sad. Then Feyre is distracted because she sees a bunch of masked fairies setting up something on the hills in the distance. And she asks what's going on, and he tells her that bonfires are being set up for Kalan Mai, which is fire night. It's some kind of holiday. And Tamlin tells her that they light bonfires, and the magic that they create that night helps to regenerate the land for the years, the year ahead, through some kind of ritual. Um, what guesses did you have here? I know we know what, what happens now, but what what were you thinking? Well, I wrote down... Yeah, I'm as confused as Feyre. I really don't have a prediction. (laughs) So I'm sorry, but I legitimately wrote that as I was reading. I was like, yeah, I have no idea. He says it's a very fairy, like in quotation marks, very fairy type of ritual. So in my mind, I was like, are they going to do some like weird sacrifice? Yeah, I did. Maybe I did think of that. Or maybe I thought of that in the next chapter where I was like, does a human get sacrificed or something? Right. So I mean, that's she, why he doesn't want her there. Right. But yeah. Because he gets all tense and weird and he tells her that she might see more fairies around than usual from this court and other courts who are free to wander across the borders on this night, even despite the blight scaring many away. How excited were you to get some new people in the mix? Very excited. I actually kind of forgot that you said that there was going to be a new character. Um. Like new characters coming up that yeah. I because I was talking about that uh, yeah with the last chapters, um 
And so actually when he said you might see more fairies around, it didn't even face me that like this can mean a new character. I was kind of just entranced in what it was. Yeah. Um, but then obviously I was excited later on. Right. Well, also he tells her to stay away from all of them. Yeah. So I don't know why I thought she would listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> what a boring plot if she just did what she was told. I- um she she'll be safe in the house but ignore anyone she meets she asks if she's invited to the ceremony and he's like no and she's sad i know <laughs> she, but I like have a party i but i also didn't understand that like you're supposed to be terrified of fairies right like she was terrified of tamlin two seconds ago yeah and now she wants to meet a bunch of others maybe and like Part of me was like, maybe she's like, oh, well, Tamlin wasn't that bad. So, like, they're not bad. We have a misconception of them. But she's met multiple other creatures. Every other fairy that she's met thus far, other than Tamlin and Lucian and Alice, have been horrible. Yep. (laughs) So, like, why would you want to go? Yep. Don't know. But also, she's probably, probably bored. Yeah. Like, it's a fun party. Like, Right. And, I mean, I even think she was bored when she, like, Picked the fight with Tamlin earlier yeah. in this chapter. She's just been painting for three weeks. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, they get back to the gardens. Tamlin goes fully rigid. He tells her to stay hidden and not to come out no matter what she hears and then disappears. She ducks behind a hedge and hears Tamlin and Lucian approaching. And she can hear Tamlin and Lucian talking, but she can't see whatever they're talking to. And speaking of unfriendly fairies, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Tamlin's talking to whatever this thing is, and Feyre hears him say, I know what day it is, and a voice says back, your continued behavior is garnering a lot of interest at court. She has begun wondering why you haven't given up yet, and why four Naga wound up dead not too long ago. Lucian says, if she expected bowed heads, then she's more of an idiot than I thought. And then the voice says, speak so ill of she who holds your fate in her hands. With one word, she could destroy this pathetic estate. She wasn't pleased when she heard of you dispatching your warriors. And Tamlin growls and says he's tired of cleaning up the trash she's dumping on on their borders. And the voice laughs and says she sets them loose as gifts and reminders of what will happen if she catches them trying to break the terms. Lucian tells this thing to get out, that they have enough of his ilk swarming the borders and they don't need it defiling their home as well. He says, for that matter, stay out of the cave. It's not some common road for filth like you to travel through as you please. And then the voice laughs and says, though you have a heart of stone, Tamlin, you certainly keep a host of fear inside of it. And Lucian says, burn in hell. And then the thing laughs and Feyre can feel it leaving. What did you think of this? Don't even ask me. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, your recap right there was really helpful because I was so confused in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I so I think the she is. I think she is the cauldron. I don't know. I don't know what she is or the mother that is like pouring the cauldron, Um, and like now she wants i can't tell if they're if she's like wanting 
to disband the courts almost and mm. have it be like more like it was pre-war mm. um and like let all these creatures kind of like roam free and exist together i can't tell if that's what she's doing but then she's also like these are warnings if you break the terms and i'm like what terms I'm trying to figure out if this is related to Feyre or if he's, like, doing something else when he's... I don't know. I was really confused. There's no way for you to to know, so don't feel bad. (laughs) All we know is that there is a she, and she is a problem. (laughs) I also wonder if um, the fairies can see this thing that they're talking to. Mm. Like, Feyre can't. She can't. But... I wonder if they could see it. So. We shall find out. This thing leaves. Tamlin comes to Feyre, tells her it's gone, and she asks what it was. Tamlin says there are certain fairies in Prithian who inspired the legends that humans tell and why they're so afraid. And Lucian's like, if the adder saw her. So that's the name of the thing, we can assume. The adder. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamlin says it didn't, but he's clearly stressed. Feyre goes back to the house wondering again about this woman who people talk about that could make Tamlin and Lucian so afraid. And that's where we end chapter 19. Intense chapter. Intense It was chapter. long and a lot. Like, I feel like long. we got a lot of information, but I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, chapter 20 and chapter 21 are much, even more action-packed. Okay. Chapter 20 starts with everything being a little tense. Feyre's a little afraid again, post, you know, encountering the Adder. She tries to paint, but she can only think about the scary voice and wonders what it looks like. And today is Callan Mai, and she hasn't seen Tamlin or Lucian, and everyone's busy preparing. You know, the days, the days going on, she hears some drumming in the distance. She's looking out from the house, but she can't see anything except, like, fires, and she can sense magic. She's very intrigued. She says she feels a string in her gut pulling her to go, but she's reminding herself that she's not invited. And I'm like, yeah, don't go. Like, yeah. In what world, again, are you considering leaving? Yeah. Like, and what going? happened to your fear of fairies? What happened? What happened to your survival skills? Yeah. Yeah. So she's in the hallway. She's, you know, thinking about leaving. She's feeling this like, urge to go. But then Tamlin appears shirtless with a sword strapped <laughs> to him. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, Cal and Mai, <laughs> I have to go. And she's like, for what? And he's super vague, of course. But he says that as a high lord, he has to take part in the great rite. But before she can ask more, he says, go to your room, lock the doors, and set up a snare. Which, you know, sounds intense. Like, yeah. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. She's like, what? Especially because he said she would be safe in the house. And he doesn't give her anything else. He just says, you know, do it and don't come out until morning. And then he leaves. She goes to her room, but she's like, well, damn, I haven't eaten. And like, she's bored. She's hungry. And she just really wants to go. So she goes. Like, that's the extent of it. She goes to her room. She's like a little bit bored. And so she just leaves. Well, I thought maybe it was the magic from the drums her. like there was magic involved that was just pulling her that's true maybe it's hard her for her to, to genuinely stay away yeah um 
But yeah, that's where I wrote in all caps. It was funny. I was reading these. We were talking about this yesterday before the concert. I was reading these chapters on the airplane home uh, on Friday and or Saturday morning. And I um, uh, was taking notes on my notes app. And my boyfriend was sitting next to me and he was going in and out of sleep. But I, I guess at one point he looked over and I was just typing in all caps with a bunch of exclamation points. Stupid girl. <laughs> stupid girl. She is stupid. Oh, it my is God. stupid. That's funny. Um, so, yeah. Stupid girl. Stupid Feyre puts on a cloak grabs a horse and follows the sound of drumming in this moment i had also written that i hope tamlin expected this of her and has a plan which we learn he didn't which is honestly foolish of him too this is both out of character for them right tamlin shows up and yeah have someone make sure she's not leaving or make sure if you're concerned about enough to have her set up a snare have someone guard her room or something yeah but i but isn't it like no rules kind of like you can go wherever you want all the fairies i guess that's true i don't it just I don't felt know. like a, a, a plot hole I, or say, loophole yeah and i was just like tamlin knows her by now yeah but maybe he thinks she's still like maybe he thinks what we think that this is kind of wild of her to want to go see a bunch yeah of that's true that's true but in that um, moment i was hoping he had like a plan and he was expecting her to do that tamlin did not have a plan. he did not <laughs> the man did not have a plan because pharaoh reaches the hills and she gets herself into some trouble yep so she sees like hundreds of fae um and she has a lot of questions where did they come from where do these people live she gets off her horse and goes into the celebration, which seems to be fairies kind of just mingling and like funneling in, gathering around this cave that's been decorated, but Feyre can't see what's inside. And Feyre's like, I don't get it. Why was I banned from this? Nothing's going on. Which I'm like, because fairies and humans don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's an obvious reason beyond even what's happening at this event Again, you were afraid of Tamlin two seconds ago. Yeah. And you're now you're just comfortable being alone in a crowd of fairies. Yeah. Anyway. Feyre goes back to, to the back of the crowd um, of, of this hillside to observe what's going on. She's about to kind of work up the nerve to ask a lesser fae passing by what's going on when she's grabbed. And for once, it's not Tamlin. <laughs> not Tamlin sneaking up on her. I thought it was in the yeah. moment, yeah. Not Tamlin sneaking up on her. It's three strange fairies. And they don't have masks on. She says they kind of look like Tamlin and Lucian, but something's also different. Like, they have slightly pointy teeth, slightly taller, slightly leaner. Overall, creepy vibe. Even creepier when one of them says, Human woman, we've not seen one of you for a while. Bad news. Yeah. Bad, bad, yuck. bad news. She asks what they want, tries to grab her knife, but another grabs her arm. And they say, just some just some fire night fun. She tries to yank her arm away, but she can't. She considers screaming, but she's like, I don't know if that'll even do more harm than good. Yeah. Um, there's fairies around. She's kind of far away from, from the crowd. They're pretty much at the edge of the forest right now. But she doesn't know who's friendly, who's not friendly, like... You don't want to draw more attention to yourself almost. So she doesn't know what to do. She says, leave me alone. And one of them says, bold statement from a human on Kalanmai, 
Once the rites performed, we'll have some fun, won't we? A treat. Such a treat to find a human woman here. Oh my god. Now, like, knowing what it is, I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) Yuck. Yeah. Again, she says, get your hands off me, and one of them just runs a finger down her body. Ew. Ew, ew. Ew. I thought they saw her as, like, a snack to eat. They saw her as another kind of snack. (laughs) (laughs) A different snack. For sure. She starts struggling harder, and one of them shoves her to the ground. Only she doesn't hit the ground. Hands catch her. And again, it's not Tamlin. Ah! It's someone else. And I'm just going to read the next paragraph. There you are. I've been looking for you, said a deep, sensual male voice I'd never heard. But I kept my eyes on the three fairies, bracing myself for flight as the male behind me stepped to my side and slipped a casual arm around my shoulders. The three lesser fairies paled, their dark eyes wide. Thank you for finding her for me, my savior said to them, smooth and polished. Enjoy the right. There was enough of a bite beneath his last words that the fairies stiffened. Without further comment, they scuttled back to the bonfires. I stepped out of the shelter of my savior's arms and turned to thank him. Standing before me was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. And that's the end oh, of chapter 20. Oh my god, I am so excited about this man. And we have a new character. I know, I well, know. At least we have a we have a new person she's interacting with besides Tamlin and Lucian. And but this he, person... He's going to be a character. Well, what do you think? I hope so. Okay, so I, I'm jumping right in to chapter 21 because all of my thoughts on this moment mm-hmm. are intertwined with the next part. Take so, it away, Sades. Okay, so in chapter 21, like she, the way she describes him is just my kind of man. Like he is, it's, she says he radiated with sensual grace and ease and his black hair gleamed like a raven's feather. So he's black hair, deep blue eyes that they're almost violet. And then he's wearing like very tailored black, like soft, silky, like, like I pictured like a almost like a six piece suit <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just like fitting his body perfectly and like I just love the the tall dark and handsome vibe and um and now I feel like after their whole interaction like he has the he's Chuck is what I'm getting towards <laughs> like, um, he's Chuck okay. I have now pivoted Lucian is Lucian. And he is now Chuck, and this is my love triangle that I was on the hunt for. I'm interested that you are jumping to this because... So Favorite does describe him, like, very sensually. Yes. But she, he also... You you had no hint of, like... Like, she's also, like, he's, da- like, dangerous. She said the same thing about Tamlin. That don't mean shit. <laughs> So he, you know, obviously he's not wearing a mask, so he's obviously not spring court, but Mm -hmm. the way his presence makes the other fairies react, she can definitely tell that he's high fae. Um, He asks her a bunch of questions about what's a mortal woman doing here on fire night? Um, she's, she says that she came here with some friends who are fairies. She's such a bad liar. She's such a bad liar. And, uh, he's just seeing right through it, but he's mm-hmm. like having fun, you know, asking her and trying to entrap her in her lie. Mm-hmm. He's like, and just like the way he talks, it's Chuck Bass. Like he's like, 
you know, slight smirk with every additional question he asks. Right. And he's like, he's like being the picture of, you know, like chivalry and like manners on the outside. But he has this like, she can get this sense of like almost like danger or yeah, like, like double meaning or yeah, like, like kind of like testing sly. her. Yes, yeah, sly is, yeah. the, is the right word. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like he's the bad boy, right? Like that he's a little dangerous. You like Tamlin is safe now he's gonna he's her protector like the safe choice but he's you know gonna live on the edge and kind of um yeah testing her just like mysterious you know um so you're done with Lucian you know <laughs> he's not part he's of the love triangle, triangle. <laughs> I think he's a great supporting character and going to be they're gonna be like good friends I still think that there will be a moment which where Lucian comes in and and defends her and like loves her but I don't think it's love interest anymore I think it's because he's too I think their friendship is too strong between Lucian and Tamlin Mm -hmm. I think this guy will be more of like a uh he he doesn't have he doesn't owe Tamlin anything he's his own high fae of another court you know Mm -hmm. so um, but he's just like very, she's like, yeah, I, I came with two friends, you know? And he's like, he's like a mortal with friends with Faye. Like where, aren't you supposed to be scared of us? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't you be on your side of the wall? Like, um, and it's, it's funny that they're your friends, but, but they left you here in the, in the middle of fire night. Like, yeah. And he's, oh gosh, I just loved it. I love their whole interaction. And there's a lot of like small details that are putting her on edge like everything he's saying sounds polite but he's also like walking in a circle yeah he's circling her her. and then he stops the like he stops walking so now he's blocking her exit yeah she tells him that they are off getting refreshments which i think is the moment where she can has trapped her in her lie like I think he knew she was lying the whole time Mm -hmm. but when she says that which I am curious about that so like she did see the kitchens making all this food and everything um and he but when she says they're off getting refreshments he's like oh you smile grew yeah like he Mm -hmm. got her and she knew that what she said was a giveaway mm-hmm. and he's and but I was surprised by his reaction because he was once he trapped her in the lie he didn't call her out he just said well they won't be the refreshments are a long way off so is there somewhere else I can take you in mm-hmm. for now and like holds out his arm for her to you know link hers into so he could escort her somewhere and she just says no um and he's like very well enjoy the right or whatever it's called and and stalks off basically oh well no she asks him another question he was going to leave and then she asks a follow-up question yes that's i'm like again survival instincts this this Faye, who's clearly you know she was afraid in this moment because yeah clearly the other three fairies were scared of this guy yeah I but I was just surprised that he was like, all right, then enjoy your night and strolls away, maybe with plans of finding her later. But I was surprised that he just stalked away. But then she calls after him um, and she says, 
she asks if he's in the spring court or she mm-hmm. says, so you're not in the spring court. Yeah. And in typical Chuck Bass fashion, he says, do I look like I'm from the spring court? And kind of like, um, and then he's like, she doesn't really say anything. So then he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm happy about that. And kind of like points to his face because he doesn't have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted her to, I wanted her to ask more questions about that. Like, okay, what court are you from? If you had the balls to ask the first question, like, where's the, where's the follow-up? Get some more info. Well, she does ask, why are you here then? Yes, which then he says the most creepy thing, which he says, because all the monsters have been let out of their cages tonight, no matter what court they belong to. So I may roam wherever I wish until dawn, which is just implying that he's a monster. But I still like him. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm like, you read that line and you were like, love triangle. Ship, 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 ship. <laughs> okay. I just like, I just think he's like the bad boy. Tamlin is safe. And I think he's just going to, you know, lure her in a little bit somewhere else. We'll but see. that scares her enough to where she's like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I know that he was scary, but like, so was Tamlin when they first met. And so I think he's definitely like, obviously he's wearing all black. He's got dark hair, like very much the counter of Tamlin. And that's why I feel like he's perfect for a love triangle. Am I way off track? You'll get nothing from me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, he is now Chuck Bass for sure. Okay, noted. Sadie's predictions. New love triangle. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Um, so Feyre leaves, and she says, enjoy the right, and then <laughs> runs away. <laughs> um, she finds herself back in the crowd of fairies, but now she's really like, I don't know who to talk to. Like, I don't know who to ask for help, or like, she doesn't know what to do. She's kind of scanning the crowd, and she makes eye contact with a red-haired man with a russet or with a fake eye, and she's like, Lucian! And Lucian's eyes go wide, and he's at her side in a second, and grabbing her elbow and yanking her out of the crowd. He's like, what What are you doing, you idiot, you yeah. useless, useless human fool? Um, And then he picks her up and slings her over his shoulders and starts sprinting back to the manor. They get back to the house. He lets her go. And again, he's like, stupid girl, didn't he tell you to stay in your room? And she tries to be like, yeah, but I don't get why. And I'm like, you don't get why? You were almost attacked. Yeah. Kind of twice. Yeah. Yeah. But then Lucian, like, tells her everything about what happens tonight. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, if you just told her that in the beginning, she never would have gone. So true. Why wouldn't you just freaking tell her? Yeah. Lucian's like trembling. Like he's panicked. And yeah, he explains what Fire Night is all about. Basically a big orgy. That's exactly what I wrote. (laughs) I wrote basically a big orgy, but for the greater good. (laughs) Yep. So basically the crops in the spring court depend upon magic that is regenerated on this night, which we knew. But to do this, they have to perform the great rite. So tonight, Tamlin has 
allows great magic to enter his body, which takes him over and turns him into the hunter, whose sole purpose is to find the maiden. They couple up for the night, shall we say, and from this, magic is released and spread to the earth. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, Feyre's blushing, realizing what's going on. Lucian's saying, you know, tonight Tamlin's not the person you know because magic consumes everything in his head. He's acting on pure need, pure instinct. Feyre's like, well, who is... Who's the lucky lady? <laughs> and um, Lucian tells her that no one knows until it's time. Basically, Tamlin like hunts a stag, sacrifices it, will make his way to the cave, and will find a bunch of females waiting to be chosen. So all of the women there tonight are basically offering themselves up to be chosen, potentially. Yeah. Um, so now we understand the interaction with those three fairies a little bit better that they took her just being there that she was down for some action yeah yuck because after tamlin makes his choice everyone else is free to hook up which also helps the land regrow (laughs) a big orgy yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so oh my gosh pretty wild yeah (laughs) um yeah, pretty wild. They definitely should have told her. Yeah, I don't no get way that. she wants any part of that. But still, you know, the question is, okay, well, why why didn't they tell her? Why why was it so bad that she would be there? Um, Lucian's like, Lucky I found you because you would have been the one chosen. Like Tamlin would have smelled you and took you into the cave (laughs) (laughs) and you wouldn't have liked it yeah he says i don't think you would have liked it (laughs) (laughs) and lucian's like i gotta go now because he's gonna smell you since you were there and i'm gonna have to try and control him when he can't find you and she's like ah yeah it's a lot yeah also very animalistic but desired to be desired in such a strong way and that's exactly what Feyre is thinking. She's quite conflicted here. One, she's like, like he would force himself on me. Like the magic will change him that much. That will strip away his sense of right and wrong. But two, she's like, some feral part of him wants me. And oh, I love that, that line. That makes her feel a certain way. A certain <laughs> I, way. I wrote, I like quoted that some feral part of him wanted me. And I put the little emoji that's like red and sweating and the tongue's out like, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and Lucian says again, "Stay in your room, Farah. No matter who comes knocking, keep the door locked. Don't come out until morning." Once again, does she listen? No. <laughs> she does fall asleep for a little bit, but she wakes up around two a.m. And she's thinking, by now the rite's probably over. She's thinking about the girl Tamlin must have chose. She's like, but she's beautiful and charming and apparently appeals to his instincts. <laughs> she's all jelly and bitter and starts thinking about how handsome Tamlin is. So she needs to distract herself. She also realizes she never ate dinner. So she goes to the kitchen to get some food. She's munching on a cookie and decides to go to her painting room to you know, distract herself. 
She's about to turn down the hall when she sees a tall male figure appear before her. It's Tamlin. And he says, going somewhere? Classic. Yep. And she's like, um, midnight snack? And he's shirtless, but his chest at one point has been painted, like, with some design. And Feyre can see, like, the paint smudges and, like, the handprints from his escapades. And she's, you know, she's bothered. She's bothered. She tries to brush past him, but he grabs her. She drops her cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Important detail. And and pins her against the wall. So, again, he's clearly not himself. He's drunk, but drunk on magic that is clearly lowering his inhibitions. Yeah. Really bringing out this, again, animalistic, primal side of Tamlin. Yeah. So he has her against the wall. He's breathing all hard and heavy. (laughs) And he's like, you know, I smelled you. (laughs) I smelled you. I searched for you, but you weren't there. And she tells him to let go, but he doesn't. He says that she drove him half mad. When he couldn't find her, he was forced to pick someone else. At this point, their faces are so close that their lips are about to touch. Farrah's thinking... She's like, she can't escape, but she also says, I wasn't entirely sure that I wanted to. Tam gives us a little bit too much detail here. Yeah. He tells her that the girl he picked asked him not to be gentle, but tells Feyre he would have been gentle with her. I like that. I liked this part. You like this part? Yeah. He says he would have had her moaning his name and would have taken a long time. (laughs) I don't mean the actual words, but I mean, like, I like that, like, it feels like this is, you know, this is a very animalistic ritual. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why Lucian was like, you wouldn't like it because he's going to be, it's going to be rough and, Mm -hmm. you know, violent and not pleasurable. But I thought it was sweet that he's like, even in the I state, would, he's like, I yeah. wish it was you. Yeah, he was like, yeah. I would have, I wouldn't have been that way. I would have like taken care of you. You know, yeah. like I get it's like this. It's kind of weird him talking to her like this. They haven't even freaking kissed yet. Take her out to dinner first, right. you know. But um, but I just thought that was it was nice. Right. I mean, he's clearly not himself. I mean, Feyre likes it. Yeah. <laughs> like so, he pulls away. After he says this, and she's holding onto the wall because she's slightly unwell <laughs> after this. She's like, whoa. Um, she, she, I love her, her move here, though. She says, why would I want someone else's leftovers? Yes, I wrote down that. I love that she, like, we're in her thoughts mm-hmm. and we're getting how, like, hot and bothered she's getting yeah. from these conversations and interactions. And yeah. yet she still plays hard to get. Yep. And I love that. I love yep. that. She says that she tries to push him, but he grabs her hands and then bites her neck. Ah, I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she cries out, but she doesn't move. But then he starts, he's like holding her and he's like kissing her neck. And she's like, I should hate him right now, but wow, something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of about to get carried away. Like, she's just really, she's feeling some type of way. Before anything gets too crazy, he, he pulls back and says, 
don't ever disobey me again. Ugh. Yuck. Which we don't love. Yeah. Neither does Feyre. She slaps him in the face. I'm so happy. And says, don't tell me what to do. And don't bite me like some enraged beast. I loved that line. I loved that line. He laughs and they just stare at each other. Feyre in this moment is wanting him bad. (laughs) And he obviously wants her bad. But several moments of sexual tension just go by there in this dark hallway. He just bit her. (laughs) (laughs) She's kind of like, I would go for it if he wants to. But he just... Well, the chapter ends with, he growled once, low and frustrated and vicious, before prowling away. And that's where it leaves us. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I literally wrote, hot damn, that was intense. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I mean, we are, are we halfway? Uh, Just about, we're just under half. We're just under halfway. Yeah. But I think pages wise we are because we stacked pages up at the beginning. So like, no, like pages wise, we're oh, just under. Okay. Like it's basically halfway, but yeah, a couple pages less. So still, nothing totally happened, but they want each other. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad it didn't happen here for two reasons. One felt a little rapey, like <laughs> totally, like it was a little like he was just like forcing himself on her, and even though. Even though in her, you know, when we're reading her thoughts and everything, she likes it. She's put, she's telling, she's, her words are no. Yes. And it felt a little rapey. He also was just with someone else. Yes. And that's reason number two. That's gross. That's gross. Like literally her hand, like he hasn't even showered. Her handprints are still on his body. That's nasty. And so I'm very, very glad it didn't happen that moment because it would have been hard for me to, while I was squirming in my feet or squirming in my seat in the airplane reading this as I was getting <laughs> hot and bothered myself, I I wouldn't, it would have been a little like, I don't want their first time to be after that. No, 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 no. So really, it's just established now that they are both on the same page. Yeah. And they want something to happen. Yeah. But still nothing's happened. We'll see. We'll see. That was intense. That was super intense. Those chapters were good. So Chuck and Tamlin, they are both going to be the love triangle. Okay. And Tamlin is the safe place, mm-hmm. but I think that they have to like, Oh wait, I have a question actually, before I go into that, if they made it would that, like, is that really only one sided? No. Okay. Both people feel, even if she was a human, we don't know. She has that same question of how that works. Yeah. Cause I was wondering if, Possibly for my love triangle situation, he mates with her, but she is a human, so it like doesn't have that same impact. And we don't know. We don't even at this point we don't know if humans can be factored into the mating right. equation. Mm-hmm. We don't know how the. I mean, you know, 
at, in Twilight, it's like they look at the person and it's this big whole thing, but we don't sure, know we don't how even, that happens. even know what it is. Yeah. So we have more questions and answers at this point. Yeah. So I'm so my prediction without knowing how any of that works is or my plot your plot <laughs> is that you know they finally are intimate and <laughs> and uh then he they mate but like it's not the same on her side because she's not a fairy and then she chuck comes into the picture she's lured in by his mysteriousness and and bad boy side and she does something with him and it creates like an issue and that was that was sadie's version of a court of thrones (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited to see um i'm just really excited to learn more about the new character I'd, i'd like to know his name but he'll always be Chuck. He'll always be Chuck. Well, we shall see. We shall see. I'm excited. What unfolds. So what chapters are next? Yes. Next next episode will cover chapters 22 through 25. So it's actually four chapters, but they aren't very long. Okay. I'm excited. And these chapters are also, you know... Things are continue to ramp up time and time again. <laughs> I almost started reading the next chapter because my flight wasn't done. And I just I literally I just wanted to know what happened next. I flipped the page. I read like the first sentence and I was like, no, I can't. You were the first sentence. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't do this. Izzy would be so mad. <laughs> I kept re- I kept reading, but I'm allowed to. Izzy. <laughs> Thanks for everyone. Thanks, everyone. Sorry. Words are hard. Post Luke Combs. We're trying. Yeah. Okay. Recapping these intense moments. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll try that again. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. Again, next episode will cover chapters 22 through 25. Um, quick shout out for Sadie because tomorrow's her birthday. Oh, yeah. Ugh, it doesn't even feel like it because I'm like, we're going to dinner tonight, but I'm going on a work trip. I just feel like this birthday is coming and going, sadly. Well, we're going to dinner tonight. You know, we went to Luke Combs last night and we're going to Chicago next weekend. This is true. So really, you have, you know, two weekends. You're not wrong, but... I don't know. It's not giving. I just I'm not feeling like it's my birthday, but it's fine. It's I, probably I, because tw- we're tired today. Yeah. Once we get once we get to dinner tonight, celebrations will ramp up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is just 26. I guess you're just old and <laughs> you the go later on, 20s. <laughs> you go on business trips in your late 20s for your birthday. <laughs> when on a Monday. It's yeah. tough. And it's nowhere glamorous. That's sad. But anyway. Well, happy birthday, Sadie. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. And um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic to stay up to date with when episodes are dropping, what chapters we're covering if you're trying to read along. And also don't forget to like and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you're listening. 
And we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. And the pain in your eyes I'm born to love again I'm a brand new man Oh, I think that was bad